The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Balls and Strikes podcast is brought to you by Elkhorn Training Camp. Let's have some fun and play ball. This episode is sponsored by the Nebraska Prospects Baseball Club, one of the nation's premier baseball organizations in getting players to the collegiate level. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Balls and Strikes podcast. We have another exciting episode today. As you know, we like to profile some of the players in the community uh, that have uh, played the game of baseball the right way and are taking their game to the next level. And today, we are privileged to be joined by uh, Scott Dermer and his son, Drew Dermer. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. How are you guys today? Good. How are you? Doing Excellent. great. Thanks. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining the Balls and Strikes podcast. Uh, let's just dive in, Drew, and talk a little bit about your journey in baseball. Obviously, congratulations on a fantastic high school career. Thank you. State champion your junior year, runner-up your senior year. First team all Nebraska, seven and zero your senior year, one point four eight ERA, uh, just fantastic ass- accolades. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you got to that point, right? People see, and I can't forget, you're also a University of Iowa commit. Yeah, and it's really hard to pitch at Millard West. It's even harder to get to the Division One level. So let's talk about uh, for our listeners, for the kids out there, some of the parents. How did you get to this level? So. Um, do you remember playing youth baseball and what I were some do. of your top lessons? Yeah. So when I was younger, I grew up, my dad was my coach. I played with my brother as well. And basically whatever he learned from like him growing up, he taught that to me and my brother. Sure. And it was just a bunch of fielding lessons, pitching lessons, like hit the ball and just stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Dad, what was it like coaching your son? It was good. Um, I just wanted to be involved, you know, uh, as far as teaching them the right way. Um, you know, you, you give them, you give them that, uh, the mindset to work hard and all that, and it's up to them to do it. And as soon as you see that they're willing to do it, then you get going, you know, and if you just got to read them, if they're willing to work hard, then I'm going to, I'm willing to do anything I can to help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Drew, do you recall, I mean, at what age did it, start to click for you where it's like hey i may have a future in this game definitely when i was probably 13 14 okay because that's when i really like started pitching a lot more and then sure i started like pitching way better than i used to up to that point where you did you play multiple positions i assume so mm-hmm. i played pitcher outfield okay okay sometimes first base <laughs> <laughs> and scott were you the coach at 13 14 as well yeah, so he, um, we went over to the Omaha Royals when he was 12, and my brother and I took over that team. Um, 
And, you know, it's, it's just development. It was just a bunch of neighborhood kids, honestly, on one team and just continue to develop the kids and, and working, working, working. And, uh, it was on them. You know, we taught them to play the game and it, they did it on the field. They did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm currently a, a youth coach. I coach my 14 year old son. I've, I go into retirement here in less than 10 days. So be mi- mixed emotions for that. So when you talk about youth baseball, I mean, Drew, what did, what did you experience growing up? I mean, baseball is a game of failure, right? Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about some of the road bumps uh, that you had uh, growing up in youth baseball. Definitely when I was way younger, when I was three and four, I broke my collarbone twice. So and that set me back a couple of years. How did you do that? Um, my brother actually jumped on me <laughs> and my collarbone just snapped. Was it a dog pile after a win? No, it was just... In, just I, messing around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then growing up, I got over that. I started playing more. And then my 11-year year, I got cut by the Omaha Paysetters. Okay. And then that's when I joined the Omaha Royals with my dad and uncle being coaches and then just got progressively better there. Absolutely. We learned so much in life about failure, right? We always try to talk to the kids in the facility about that, the kids that we coach. I got cut in high school, right? And it just propels you to, it motivates you, right? To quote unquote, prove people wrong, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So Scott, talk to us about, you know, as a parent, when you see your kid, when you're coaching them in baseball, you see them fail, right? Yep. Um, You obviously talk to parents, you know, um, nonstop within the game on Drew's team at Millard West. You know, what, uh, what did you observe what did you observe back then? And what do you tell parents now of kids that are on the cusp of getting to the level that Drew's at? You see, you see a lot of parents are anxious and I get it. You know, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of teams out there and a lot is um, put on these kids' shoulders at a very early age. And, uh, you know, the way we did it, um, you know, first of all, going back to when he was seven, he was going to play coach pitch again. And we lost a kid on the Omaha Cardinals. And we're like, I let Drew play. You know, he was a seven-year-old playing with eight, nine-year-olds and, he held his own. It was a struggle for him, but sure. it, it was it was a good stepping stone for him to get into that realm of the game. Um, but I, I, you know, I we don't ever force anybody to to do that they don't want to do, you know, and just giving them the tools and in, in the right directions of my brother and I playing at the levels we played at, teaching them the game the right way, making them hustle, not taking days off if they don't want, you know. It's it's just there's just a lot of things that are involved for these kids to get there. Um, what I want to tell kids, you know, I talk to a lot of parents that come into our shop every day and it's, it's, uh, just let them play, let them have fun, let them play. Um, you can't force them to do it. If they want to do it, great. Again, you'll, you'll give them every tool that they need to yeah. succeed. Absolutely. I tell parents this and I'm, you know, telling my son this, it, it gets so hard as you get to high school that if they don't want to do it, they're not going to be able to do it anyway. Right. And so it's, it's very hard to let them go, but you just got to let them go. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's going to be up to them to ask you to throw the bullpen or to go hit in the cage that extra hour. Right. But you just got to let them go. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up in the summertime, him and his brother, that's all they want to do is go to UBA and ETC. Um, and we did it. If they, if they wanted to go work hard, I was going to go with them. I throw a BP every single day of my life and my shoulder uh, will tell you that I have. Did you like ETC better? Yes. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> Just had to throw that in. No, if they're, like I said, if they're willing to work, I'm going to work with them. You know, I would, I would, I would never say no. And if we weren't at one of the facilities, 
we were outside playing wiffle ball baseball or tennis ball baseball or something, anything that you can throw and hit, we were doing. That's exactly right. Anything. And and that's that was all them. You know, I, you know, you always want to push them in the right direction, but if they fight it, then you kind of back off. But they wanted to do it, so we kept going. Yeah, the fire's got to come from within, right? Obviously, you have it, Drew. Let's fast forward to your time at Millard West, right? Mm-hmm. Just fantastic career there. Obviously, the team did exceptionally well. Yeah. Right. Uh, what are the highlights of your Millard West career? Definitely the junior year state championship. What an epic game. Yeah. It was I still, crazy. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> that walk-off home run, um, just the number of views. I forgot. How many views did I have on YouTube? It was something. Else. I'm not sure. But between that and TikTok and all these other things, there were millions. Yeah. It was. It went viral pretty yeah. quickly probably the best game that will ever be played in Nebraska high school championship history of any sport, right? If there's another one, then yeah, I, I want to see it. Cause yeah. that was, that was nuts. Absolutely. Both teams. I mean, South came back and battled back and cam hit that ball and we just had to come back the next inning and tie it up and then win it in extras. You know, it was a great game. Yeah. There you go. There you go. What about that season? Do you remember? Obviously the last game you remember, of course, but uh, talk about the culture that was built. Um, the team started off pretty divided, but then once, oh, the, season, once the season kept going, mm-hmm. we really created a super good bond, and okay. that, that really helps out a team. It's just all of our teammates were laughing, having a good time, just talking, getting along. It was just super fun. And that's especially challenging at a, play, challenging at a place like Millard West when there's a lot of talented kids, mm-hmm. right? You're all trying to get to the next level, get recruited. It's very easy to make it about me, right? So that culture becomes really important. Yeah. Yeah. How about the senior year? Same thing. Yeah. We we all started off pretty close, uh-huh. but then we just got way closer. Started off super hot at the start of the season. Yeah. And we hit a couple of roadblocks. And then we just kept on going and going. And then we made it to a championship game. Could have went either way, right? Extra innings, right? Ten could've, innings. Yep, could have went either way. Yeah. So talk about what were what were some of your, obviously the high points, state championship, first team all Nebraska, runner up your senior year. Those are those are all fantastic. What about some of the low points in high school that you had to fight through? Definitely, my freshman year. Okay. When COVID season, when that Absolutely. season got canceled, mm-hmm. and then I, we were really limited to what we could do. And basically, I just, we couldn't do anything all spring. And then just got lower and lower. And then once we got that okay of playing in the summer, we ramped it back up. And then we got back to where we were. Yeah, that was a surreal time for all of us. Did we ever think anything like that uh, would happen? And hopefully we never have to go through it again. Yeah. And it was such a grind. You know, when, when, when we finally got cleared to play for the prospects that summer, we were gone. Because you still couldn't play here. That's right. Other states are able to play. That's right. So we were literally in a different state every weekend. And uh, again, that's the grind that they wanted to do. So we're going to support it. Absolutely. That's a good lead in into, you know, your recruitment process. Obviously, a big part of that was what you did at Millard West. But also in the summer, you played for the Nebraska Prospects Organization. Let's talk about your experience with the prospects, some of the tournaments that you went to. Right, uh, some of the competition that you were able to play against, and and how it helped you get uh, recruited. So, starting off with my, I started my freshman year, and you did both your freshman year, Legion and Prospects. Yeah, I did Legion and Prospects my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I chose to play more Prospects because 
it was better competition and I was able to get more looks by college coaches. Sure. But and then my sophomore years when I really like ramped up my velo and my stats and then I just got a ton more looks, got phone calls here and there and then mm-hmm. that's when I started talking to Iowa and it just started getting better and better from there. And then off to my junior year, I got better and started working with Elliot Engel from Doan. That he was my college, he was my coach for prospects. Sure. And I really like what he has to like offer and like teach me. Excellent. And then that's when I committed to Iowa. That's fantastic. You know, it's funny we were playing in uh, Cedar Rapids that year. Uh, and he was starting on the mound, and and Dave Lynch was uh was the head coach of that team, and Elliot was the assistant. And he was starting the game, and Dave said, uh, "Coach Coach Lund, Robin Lund from Iowa was there." And Dave says, "Hey, I got I got a kid you you should probably see." And he threw, and and he he dealt. He threw really well. His velocity was up pretty good, and I think starting that next week is when he started doing the Zoom calls with Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, the best thing about Iowa at that time was. We didn't even talk about baseball for a long time. It was just about the culture of the school, um, what they do as a program. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to major in? And, I mean, I tell you what, after that first Zoom call, Drew's like, I'm going to Iowa. Yeah. And it wasn't a done deal by any means. And we went on. that went on for a long time. Solid six months of almost a year of weekly Zoom calls with them. And Iowa is known for waiting a little bit longer, which is great. They need to know that. You know, the kids are committed just like they're That's committed right. to him. And we went up there and, you know, he took a, he took a, we snuck onto the field and he took a picture of himself. Well, I took a picture of him in the dugout with the Iowa logo behind him. And he goes, I'm coming here. Now that's fantastic. Well, as a parent, I mean, you want your kid to go somewhere, right? Where it's, let's face it, there will be a time when everyone's done playing baseball, right? There's, there's going to be life after baseball. It may be, you know, in four years and maybe in 10 years after a great stint in the major league. So you got to be comfortable with where you're going to go spend the next four years. And uh, that's awesome that you went through that you went through that part of the process to make sure you were comfortable there uh, as a student and a kid, right? Or a young adult, excuse me. Excellent. Let's talk about a little bit about, uh, we won't go into a lecture to our listeners about pitching strategy, but you know, I see this at, at age 14, right? At least at this age, all the kids are enamored with, well, dad, so-and-so, or my son, dad, so-and-so throws 80, right? In high school, it's everyone throws 90. I went to so many high school games this year, and I didn't realize that, you know, there were 75 players in Omaha that threw 90. I know you really throw 90, but there's more than, when I talk to people, what I hear about Drew is he knows how to pitch, right? So that's a compliment to you. Yeah. So besides the ability to throw 90-plus, talk a little bit about, without sharing all your trade secrets, because uh, I am a Nebraska fan, um, talk a little bit about your pitching strategy and what you've learned and how to pitch. Well, basically, when I pitch, I pitch against all these guys I've been growing up with, so I sure. know like how to pitch them. Uh-huh. I, I really like try to sit edge to edge and then knees when you pitch at the knees, there's going to get a lot of weak contact and a bunch of rollovers and fly balls. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still I like to tell people that, I mean, how many team batting averages are above 300 anyway, right? Yeah. If you look at most lineups, right, you have the ability to get hurt 
by a few kids, right? I'm not saying one through nine can't hit, right? Mm -hmm. It's just factual, right? And so, you know, pitching to contact and getting people out is the name of the game, right? Yeah. It's both ways, right? You you don't want your three, four, five to hurt you, to beat you, but then you can't take it easy with the eight and the nine. That's exactly right. You know, I mean, the eight, the, the seven through the nine are the ones that seems to get probably probably more base hits against the better kids because of that reason. They 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 dominate those three, four, fives because they have to. They don't want them to beat them. And then that seven, eight, nine is what gets them sometimes. Especially in the top part of Nebraska Class A baseball, I think it's really at its peak, right? And it's mm-hmm. continuing to rise. There's good players up and down the lineups, right? Yeah. We got kids going all over the country. Man, this 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 23 class, 24 class is really good. 25 is really good. 22 is good. This 23 class with the arms that are going to these schools. And those are all those are all legit touching 90 guys. And we just talked about that. And those guys are, those 23s, they're good. It was it was fun coaching those kids in the, with the prospects for a few years. Yeah, that's what's so fun about doing this because the Omaha baseball community continues to be a rocket ship, right? And uh, we want people to know, you know, about the the players that are coming from this community, right? And the opportunities that they have uh, that they have in the future. I, I can guarantee you, every time we go to Florida or Atlanta, Kansas City, wherever, Indianapolis, nobody's expecting Nebraska kids to come in and play the way they do. And it's been that way since a class of like 19 when it originally 18, 19 when it originally started. And it's just getting sure. bigger and bigger and bigger. And they know, they know who the Nebraska kids are now when they go to these tournaments because we know a lot of people from all over the country. And they're like, yeah, you guys, you guys are pretty legit. There's some good ball players. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Let's go back real quick, Drew, to uh, your commitment to University of Iowa and Coach Heller. Uh, when are you off to Iowa, first of all? And what are you doing this summer? Uh, this summer, I'm just playing Legion with. Northwest, and then I leave August. Sometime in August, they just wanted to be there before school starts. Yeah. There you go. So Excellent. If Excellent. Legion ends a little bit sooner than we want, because of you know, if we if we get knocked out of areas or districts or whatever, then we'll probably get them up there earlier to start working out with the guys. Sure, sure. What are your expectations for your freshman year? First team All Big Ten. <laughs> hopefully. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hopefully. No, but what what do you have in mind? I mean, what's the, what's the plan um, in pitching depth at Iowa? Do you do feel like you have some decent opportunities? I feel like I have some decent opportunities, and for sure, when I go in the pitch, I'm going to take it take it for granted for sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, they got a lot of good arms up there in Iowa. A lot of good arms. Well, they and, won, uh, won 44 games. Yeah, they only have one guy who throws 100 plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah that Brody Brack, Brody Brack throws the ball really well. Yeah, that's pretty good. And those other starters. Are pretty good as well. Pretty legit. Bullpen's good. I mean, it's a pretty good time. I feel. I don't know the history of Iowa baseball very well. Um, but I can tell you right now, and in, in the future, that's a good ball club. They're good. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm excited. We just think it's uh, so. Congratulations to you for a fantastic career. Thank you. Thank you for representing Omaha. Um, best of wishes at uh, the University of Iowa. Thank you. And th- thanks, uh, Dad, for raising him the right way, playing baseball the right way. And uh, we wish you guys both nothing but the best. You know, I'll tell you one more thing about him is that all the accolades are great. He's a better kid. That's what's most important. That's Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Thank Scott. You. Take care. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.